What's up, everybody? Welcome to Off the Top Rope, the professional wrestling podcast. I am your host, Ty Keith, and we have a very special episode today. It's Thursday, November 7th, which means we're only two days away from the big AEW pay-per-view coming up this weekend, full gear. I'm going to be talking about the two big matches on the card, which is the main event, of course, Cody versus Chris Jericho for the AEW world title, and John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a lights-out match. So I'm going to give you guys a lot of inside analysis on that. Also, later in the show, I'll be giving my predictions for the whole card. Uh, we got a lot of big fights on the card. A lot of big-time tag team matches, a big-time women's title match between Riho and Emi Sakura. So let's dig into it. Can't wait. So I really want to start out with the feud between Cody and Jericho because there's three things that really stand out to me in this feud. And I think the one that's impossible to ignore is this is Cody's first ever opportunity for any promotion, not just AEW, to win a world title. Cody's, uh, he's a, believe a three-time, no, he's a two-time Intercontinental Champion and a three-time WWE Tag Team Champion. And it's been really interesting to see Cody grow up, kind of, in these last couple of years. I mean, he was always kind of a mid-carded guy in WWE, never really was given the opportunity to be a main eventer. And you could make the argument right now that Cody Rhodes is the most talked about thing in professional wrestling. And he's doing such a good job with balancing, you know, being one of the top execs in AEW with being, you know, Cody the the American Nightmare. He's doing a great job balancing those two things. And I think we're really starting to see his full potential and possibly even... A world title run. I know it's crazy to say. I'm I'm excited for it, and it's been really cool to see Jericho feed off all of that and to build the feud. He's been doing a good job of making this feud personal. He's taking shots at Cody's dad. He's taking shots at Cody's brother, both verbally and physically. He's just doing a great job of taking all of Cody's positives and twisting it and really discrediting everything Cody's ever Cody has ever accomplished, which I know that sounds bad, but Jericho's doing a great job of being a heel. He's really taken the AEW landscape by storm. He's really ruling over it. And I like that he has this heel stable as well, you know, with Sammy Guevara, Santana and Ortiz, and added Jake Hagar in the mix. I think that's that's all good stuff. It was really interesting a few weeks back when um, Jericho invaded one of the, the VIP suites up in the crowd, and it really, that's when the feud really hit for me. That's when it really, things boiled over, Cody invaded the suite that they were in. Jericho did a great job of playing the heel. Uh, Cody was assisted by MJF, assisted by his older brother. 
And even Diamond, <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page got in the mix as well. That was really cool. That was something that none of us saw coming. But when they invaded that suite and the brawl is continued in the crowd and uh, up in the hallway, that was when the feud really, that's when I really bought into this feud. Not that I wasn't bought into it before, but that's when it really, that's when it really got me. The second thing that really stands out to me in this match is something that none of us knew about until this past episode, this past Wednesday night on AEW, Cody came out to announce that if he loses to Jericho on Saturday night, that he will not contend for the AEW title ever again. And I'm going to call bullshit on that. That is not true. I think that's just adding more interest to the feud I mean, how many times do we see the, if you lose your fired match, if you lose, you know, you get suspended match, you know, this is just to add more interest to the match. I would really hope that if Cody loses, that that wouldn't be the case, that he would never contend again for the title. I think that would be really silly considering he's one of the top three, four guys in the company, if not in all of professional wrestling right now. But at the same time, I'm torn because, you know, Jericho won the title on August 31st. Okay, that's just barely over two months ago. I think it's, in my personal opinion, I think it's too soon to take the title off of Jericho because he's doing such a good job with it. Like I said, you know, he's really taken the AEW landscape by storm. And I also agree that it's important that a guy who was so successful in WWE. I know that's kind of taboo to say WWE when I'm talking about AEW, but I think it's very important to have a guy who was so successful in WWE to be holding the AEW title because that gets people watching. That makes people kind of, even people who aren't big into the independent scene of wrestling, which is where a lot of AEW guys came from when they see Chris Jericho with the AEW title. Like, oh, okay, I've heard of that guy. Well, if he's over there, who else is going to join, you know? And I I think it's just a good idea to keep the title on him for quite a bit longer, I would say. So, but I mean, at the same time, like I said, I'm torn. It it would be amazing. I cannot imagine what the crowd pop is going to be like if Cody wins that match. We saw him get, you know, he was the mid-card guy forever. And then they did the Stardust thing to him. And he was never given that big opportunity. So to see Cody Rhodes win the AEW world title. And I know he, technically he won the NWA world title and the ROH world title. But those aren't to the magnitude of winning a WWE or AEW world title so yeah I'm really excited about it I'm really torn but I would keep the title on Jericho right now and another thing that was added to the match which is a bit interesting so they decided that if this match hits a 60 minute time limit that they're gonna have three judges score the belt or score the match rather I think that's kind of cool. I don't think this match is going 60 minutes. I, that's a long, that's a long time. 
Um, so I don't think it's something a lot to worry about, but that's, I, I like the idea there. I mean, they're really, I like that AEW is doing things to separate themselves from other promotions, you know, with the win loss record on the little graphic when the wrestlers come out. I think that's cool. I don't think it's something that'll last forever. I mean, two years from now when guys have records of <laughs> 65 and 49, you're still going to have that graphic up there. I, I suppose you could, but I, I think that's something that's just temporary. So it's a big time match. Cody made his WWE debut back in 2007. It's 2019. Uh, the guy has not had a world title run and it would be really cool, but Jericho's doing amazing things right now. I love it. I love heel Jericho. I love all elite Jericho. I love inner circle Jericho. Too soon to take the title off him. So let's move on to the other big match on the card. Formerly known as Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, also a guy taking the wrestling world by storm, going one-on-one -on -one with, in my opinion, yes, I love AJ Styles. AJ Styles is my boy. But right now, I would consider Kenny Omega the best in-ring performer in the world. I know. Hard for me to say. This feud between Omega and Moxley has been months in the making. I don't remember the exact date of when Double or Nothing was, but that's when Moxley took the wrestling world by storm. He came out through the crowd. The crowd went crazy and attacked Jericho. And after that, set his sights on Omega. And it's just been getting better and better since then. They... So this match was actually supposed to happen back in August at All Out. It was supposed to happen on August 31st, and Pac ended up replacing Moxley. Um, Moxley was sidelined with an elbow injury, which is important because what's funny about that is Omega was doing a promo interview as he got the news about, about Moxley having to drop out of the match. Which was gold because on the spot, Omega starts ripping in to Moxley, starts talking shit, cutting, just cutting a promo right there about Moxley being injured. I, I thought it was really cool. If you ever get the chance, go on YouTube and check that out. That's good stuff. And so the all out match was canceled, but. In my personal opinion, I think that's great. I think it's great because on the premiere show of AEW on TNT, Omega was in the main event of that show, of course. And guess who showed up to ruin the party? You betcha, John Moxley. And so I think the delay has definitely increased the friction between the two guys. I mean, it, it really has. And I think it's helped build the feud more. That opening show, Omega gets put through a glass table by Moxley. And I think ever since then, ever since this feud started, Omega has really found his dark side. You know, he's uh, he's called Moxley damaged goods. You know, he's mocked his injuries. Um, Moxley's returning the favor with the brutal attacks. Um yeah, he's really found his dark side through the attacks of Moxley. And, and and now he's brandishing 
a barbed wire broom. He every time Moxley comes out, you know, he'll do his thing with the barbed wire bat. You know, Omega's not backing down. He's right there with the barbed wire broom, which tells me that this lights out match. I mean, of course, we already know that it's going to be pretty brutal, but this is, I think this is going to be one of the most violent matches we've ever seen. This is going to get crazy. Um, and even the match between Omega and Joey Janela a few weeks ago on AEW Dark, that was a hell of a brutal match. So if it's anything like that, which it'll be better than that because, I mean, we all know that Mox is known for those type of hardcore fights, you know. He loves fighting his dark side. He has no problem fighting his dark side, and he will go to whatever lengths he has to to win matches. And he's he has proved that as John Moxley. He proved that as singles Dean Ambrose. He proved that as Shield Dean Ambrose. So I am really, really excited for this match. And the promo that Moxley cut a couple weeks ago when Tony Khan had announced to him that it'll be a lights-out match and it'll be an unsanctionable match because he thinks it's going to be so brutal. And that promo was gold. That was, man, that was vintage John Moxley right there. He really... He really tore into the AEW higher-ups. He really, he really showed his full character through that promo, and he really showed that he's going to have nothing to do with the authority. He doesn't care about authority. He doesn't care about rules. It's going to be John Moxley's way or, the, or no way at all, which I love. I, and it's so cool because we all listen to... Mox go on Jericho's podcast after the falling out with WWE and all the things he went through. All of the people who tried to control him and how he felt that he had no independence and how he felt that he was stuck in WWE. And at one point he was saying that he would ras- he would rather wrestle for yeah, in real interviews, he would he was saying about how he would rather wrestle for five hundred bucks at a high school gym than go back to WWE. That's how bad it got for him. Um, I remember him saying on Jericho's podcast that Vince was wanting him to say some things that were way out of line and way um, way inappropriate about. Um, his friend and shield member Roman Reigns. So that what I'm getting at with that is it's so cool to see him just have full control of his character. And you can you can sense it in everybody's character that everybody has their own um everybody is kind of in control of their own build and character and moveset and just all around I think AEW is just doing a much better job of giving their wrestlers freedom. And that's what Mox is all about. The freedom of building his own character. The freedom of having his own moveset. The freedom of pushing boundaries that WWE was not letting him do. So that I can only imagine how great that match is going to be. I'm super excited about it. 
as far as who wins this match, this is a tough one to call as well. It would make more sense in a lot of people's minds for Moxley to win this. He hasn't had a pay-per-view fight yet with AEW. And he's going against, in my opinion, the top guy in AEW. In my opinion, the top guy in the world. So to, you know, build the roster or build Moxley superstardom, it would make more sense to have him win. I totally get that. Here's my issue with that. Omega, and I know I just told you guys how great he is and how he's a top guy in pro wrestling. He's lost his last two big-time fights. Remember when I said that Mox got injured back in August? Well, he was replaced by Pac, and Pac beat Omega, which is something I did not see coming at all. And before that, back in May, at Double or Nothing, he lost to Jericho. And after the loss to Jericho is when Mox debuted and beat the shit out of him. So, <laughs> it, I, I don't know where they'll go with this one. I think it'll be a great match. I don't think... I do think that Omega has more to lose, which is why I think he should win. But at the same time, it, it's rare where you would have a guy as hot as Moxley is right now with the fans and with everybody in the wrestling world and how new he is to... You know, that, those group of guys, Kenny, the Bucks, and Cody, I mean, I'm sure they have some sort of relationship before all this, but yeah, I don't know. I I think Kenny should win. I'm not going to be mad if Moxley does win. It'll be a great fight. I'm torn on both of these big-time matches. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I can't wait for it. And... I kind of want to get into, let's get into the rest of the predictions of the show. Unfortunately, I do not have enough time to give you guys inside analysis on all of these big-time fights, but we got the Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. That's going to be a barn burner. The Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world right now. Absolutely, 100%. I love those guys. They're always putting on good matches. I, I love the relationship that they have and the chemistry they have with Santana and Ortiz, that that's good stuff, man. Uh, that they're gonna really tear the house down there. Uh, we have Riho versus Emi Sakura. Riho's been great. I love Riho. She's doing a good job with her women's title run. I know it's been short lived, but that'll be a great one. I got Riho defending her title. I think she's gonna win. Back to the Bucks and Santana and Ortiz. I think the Bucks are gonna win that. And I think it's important that they win that because we all know when AEW on TNT premiered that they got upset in the first round. I was shocked. I could not believe it. They lost to the private party. And in a hell of a an amazing match, that was good stuff. I, I, got, I got the Young Bucks winning that one. I think it's important to make sure that the Bucks go on quite the win streak here. I think... We all know that they're going to eventually win the tag team titles. But, uh, yeah, and Santana and Ortiz are great, too. I I'm not too bought into Santana and Ortiz's um, personas yet. They're, they're great in the ring 
as far and they're great with Jericho and Hagar and Guevara. They're they're great heels. Um, I just don't think they're ready to be the face of the tag team division yet. So I'm going with the Young Bucks on that one. Pack and Hangman Page is another big match on the card. These two have built a bit of a feud over the last few weeks. Both are great in the ring. Uh, I don't think I don't think Hangman's quite ready to be one of the. I mean, he'll, he's one of the top guys, obviously, but I don't think he's in the same category as Kenny and Jericho and Cody and a couple of the other guys. So I, I and I think Pac's been on quite the tear here. He beat Omega, like I said, at All Out back in August. Big fight for him. I got Pack over Hangman in that one. And we have a triple threat tag team match for the tag team titles. And I got a surprise on this one. SEU just won the tag team titles a couple weeks ago in the finals of the tag team tournament. They beat the Lucha Bros in the finals on a roll-up pin. Which is why I think the Lucha Bros are going to come out on top between them SCU, the Tag Team Champions, and the Private Party, who were added to the match this past Wednesday. I think the Lucha Bros are great. I love Pentagon. Give me more of him, because he is amazing in the ring. Ray Phoenix is great, too, but man, Pentagon Jr. is going to be a star, folks. I love that guy. I would be cool with seeing him get a singles run as well. I think he's, I think he's one of the best in the world. And I would love to see the Lucha Bros be the tag team champs. Maybe get another Lucha Bros Young Bucks Classic in a ladder match. I think that'd be great. We have Sean Spears versus Joey Janela. I got Sean Spears winning that one. I'd like to see Joey Janela get a little more TV time. Uh, this past Wednesday was the first time I had seen him on there in a while. I think that'd be, I think that'll be a pretty decent match. Sean Spears, fo- formerly known as Ty Dillinger. Man, he got dark, didn't he? He got really dark, trying to rip out Joey Janela's tongue with some pliers. The hell's going on with Ty Dillinger? Crazy stuff. And back to the two big-time matches. These are my official predictions for the two big-time matches. I'm going Kenny Omega over John Moxley. I know that's going to kill a lot of you. A lot of you want to see Moxley win that. But I think Kenny Omega is... I mean, I'm not the president of AEW, but if I was, I'm going to make damn sure that Kenny Omega is my top guy. Then we got Jericho and Cody, of course. Like I said, it's just too soon to take the title off Jericho. It's just too soon. Uh, it's going to be a great match, though, and I'm not going to be mad if Cody wins. I think I might even shed some tears if Cody wins that match because he's just been through. We all know what the guy's been through over the last 10-plus years. Cody's dad went to war with Vince way back when. Um, you know, they dressed him up in polka dots. It just feels like Cody's revenge. And we all know damn well Cody's going to take a shot at WWE if he wins that match, which I love. So, all right, folks. Those are my predictions for Full Gear. You can watch Full Gear this Saturday night. It starts at 7 o'clock Eastern time. You can order it through, if you download Bleacher Report Live, the app, the pay-per-view is, I believe, $50. Definitely worth it, though. It's going to be a hell of a show, folks. 
definitely tune into it. It's going to be great. November 9th, Saturday night. It's going to be a hell of a show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. Um, I'll, I will be doing a preview show after Full Gear, so tune into that as well. That will be Sunday, November 10th. Thank you all again. Can't wait to talk to you soon. And have a good night.